Wendy and Charlemagne are back together again, and Beyonce done snatched our wigs all over again. All that and more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. We missed our opening music, but we're back here, guys. We're welcome, welcome, welcome back. You're at Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. I am your host, Courtney Stewart. Once again, we've lost Daryl. He's out in these L.A. streets doing those L.A. things, but he will be back next week. But in the meantime, you guys, we have a wonderful guest co-host that has been in our ether for quite some time now, and we're enjoying her back again, Miss Tanisha Laverne Grant in the building. Hi, y'all. And y'all see this lovely chocolate sitting next to her too kind. that some of y'all might not recognize because he done grown all the way up and is fully grown and sexy and join us at Black Hollywood Live. It's Sammy in the building. How y'all doing? Welcome, Hi. welcome. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for coming. Welcome. It's We're my so, pleasure. so excited to discuss um, the uh, music yes. and the new growth and the new Sammy that you got going on because yeah. it is very exciting. Thank you. You are so welcome. Evolution is awesome. Uh, absolutely. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about some topics, and then we're gonna leap into some information all about Sammy a little bit later in the show. But we're gonna start off with okay. Obviously, we often speak politics on the show, and we're not gonna really do that today. But we can't. We'd be remiss not to mention that that Mueller report finally came out that we mm. have been talking about for weeks, and we we've decided not to go into the darkness today, and we just want to stay in the light. But you know, we'll we'll probably address that again because I feel like it's gonna continue to unfold over the next week or so and god forbid probably the next year um but we don't know so we're gonna move on from that we're gonna we're gonna walk in the light today so first up this week we had uh notre dame uh in france for those of you Mm -hmm. who don't know beautiful old church uh unfortunately fire happened a lot of it burned down and people were devastated and upset i myself being one of them have you guys ever been in notre dame i've never been but i've um I'm educated on it. Yeah, for sure. I've never been there. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I I had the wonderful pleasure the first time to see it um, when I was in college, and then I've been back a couple times, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, and it's, you know, endowed by the Catholic Church. It's worth so much money already, and somehow this church burns down over in France, and all of a sudden, all these billionaires are putting up billions of dollars to help the rebuild, mind you. We're excited. We're happy for them. Like, we want Notre Dame to be restored. Right. But a lot of people didn't know that there are three black churches in Louisiana that, starting at the end of March and into the first week of April, were burned down. They're all in the same Louisiana parish. And they were burned down, and they had a GoFundMe online trying to raise money for the rebuild. And on Monday, their $1.8 million goal for GoFundMe was only at $100,000 or so. After Notre Dame burned down, people started posting on social media and saying, hey, like, wow, these billionaires, you know, putting up this money, but we got churches right here in the United States, mind you, that man in the office of the presidency right now also offered support. His name we do not speak on the show. Um, He offered support to Paris to help rebuild Notre Dame that already got 50 plus million dollars in the bank ready to help them out. But these churches weren't getting any support and people took to social media and started spreading the word like, yo, you need to donate, you need to what have you. I donated on Monday, looked back by uh, Wednesday and they are up. Actually, as of this morning, they were up to 1.4 million dollars. That's awesome. 1.8 million dollar goal. Power of the people. So people stepped up, stepped up. You know, I, this whole, I'm so sorry that Notre Dame burned. 
<laughs> I am. But black churches, people have been burning black churches since the beginning of black skin. Right? Of course. Yeah. For you sure. know, so it takes something like Notre Dame to bring attention to black churches. Right. Yes. Lose me. It does. I'm over like come on. Come on. It is up to us again to safeguard what is ours. We have enough black billionaires now. We have Robert Smith who just donated millions of dollars to more to Morehouse College. Um, we have Oprah. We have uh, what's the guy? What's his name? Dr. Dre, who paid seventy million dollars. Yeah. Um, and then bragged on social media weeks later that you know his daughter got into USC on her own volition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on! It's just like the money is there for us to take care of what is ours, and we should not have to compare what they are doing, you know, versus what we are doing, you know. So, well, do you again, think it's? I mean, would it? Could it just be? Is that? media's fault and therefore somewhat consumers fault the consumers of media because I know a lot of people I don't know did you guys know that the churches say, have I earned I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know about the Louisiana churches so I think that they suppress and they duck away things that happen in the urban community of course you know what I'm saying so that's that's that to me me personally that mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it I, I can't say because you know this new generation they're not getting their news from you know, NBC, ABC, and no. CBS, they're getting their news off of the new platforms, yeah, you know, media. and people are definitely online talking about, you know, what is happening with black churches and not mm-hmm. just black churches, but what is happening in our community and our culture overall. You know, so again, it's up to us to safeguard our culture, to safeguard what is important to us. It's not the other's responsibility. Of course, it's always great when we have, you know, outside aid assist. But it's our responsibility, and I just don't have anything else to pretty much to add to that. It's just like well, I'm just I will so, say, it always takes it always takes something, you know, in the mainstream. Like, oh my God, you know, this white church burned down, and oh my God, we have black churches burned down. You know, three and two weeks. Well, they've been burning black churches since when? Yeah, like yeah. come on, knock it off. But knock then that also speaks to that we actually. We actually did what you want us to do, so to speak, because the power of social media, if people right. are getting their information from social media, right. people finally saw it on social media because it was trending, because of the trending of Notre Dame. I was going to say, and there's a silver lining in the unfortunate exactly. that's happened right. Notre Dame. That right. happened, but then it ricocheted. Exactly. And, and it know, activated people. Because if you didn't know, you right. didn't know. Right. But as soon as you did know, you acted. So, yeah. and it seems that they've acted, and hopefully they will make their goal of $1.8 I'm sure, hopefully by the end I of the week, so. and take care of all three of those churches, For and they'll sure. be all back wonderful again. All right. So, um, moving on, we had more news this week, which we don't typically, like, do gossipy stuff <laughs> on this show. We're not about that. So, the angle of this... <laughs> Because we wanted to, I personally, just because I been, I was a fan of Wendy and Charlemagne, like, way back in the day. So, obviously, y'all know what's been going on with Wendy Williams. Right. Like, you know, she done filed for the divorce. And as of this morning, Denmark Mercury, uh, which is a production company behind The Wendy Show, released their statement about her husband, or soon-to-be ex-husband. And they said, quote, Kevin Hunter is no longer an executive producer on The Wendy Williams Show. And we wish him well in all of his future endeavors. So, he's definitely out of the show as right. well. Yeah. <laughs> when it rains. Lord. Lord, all of that happened in the week, and that was interesting. But Wendy was on her show this week on, uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was Tuesday, maybe it was Wednesday, um, and she mentioned that she was at home 
reading her books, mm-hmm. chilling, living her life. And her in-house DJ, DJ Booth, gave her a call like, hey, sis, I want to take you out to dinner. And she was like, I'm eating already, but let's make something happen over the weekend. And then her brother Charlemagne called mm. and said, sis, I want to take you out to dinner. It's been too long because they've been estranged for about 12 years, I think. Now. It's been a long there. minute. It's been a long time. They used to be, they used to host her show, um, the radio show together. Um, and he, he was, she was like, oh, I already have plans with DJ Booth. And he was like, yo, I know Booth. We don't have a double date. Let's go. And she looked so happy on her show uh-huh. talking about this moment. And I was just like, you know what? It's real nice when, you know, life changes and things happen and you find your way back to people that cared about you, even though, you know, things that happen in the middle and you can work some stuff out and go back. So reunited and it feels so I think that's good. very interesting, though, because I have I have visited Charlemagne the God, yes. you know, at the Breakfast Club, you know, in as little as like maybe three or four months ago. And you know, we text periodically, and I just texted him the other day, and was just like, "Man, what's good? And what's good in the hood? If y'all are, if y'all are on again, like that's a good thing." And uh, no comment. And Charlamagne, you, Charlamagne, you usually respond to my text, um, but it's nice to see. It is nice to see that Charlamagne and Wendy, um, you know, are good again. You know, it's always great when you can uh, reunite. A friendship, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm just I'm really interested because, you know, I know that there have been some other things recently writing in the undercurrent that have not been made public. So, you know, I hope all that is squashed as well. It has to be in order for him to be reaching out or is it just again um, to attach himself to Wendy in some way, shape, shape or form in the midst of, you know, Wendy Williams, the resurgence is what I'm going to call it or, you know, who knows? I don't know. It seemed but, pretty... Seem like pure. pretty genuine, genuine yeah. and uh, I, you know, I'm like I said. It always, I mean, it's, it's always Holy the Week. Goal, we the living goal, in the light. The goal is to <laughs> see. Right. The goal is always. The goal is always to make it look like what it, mm-hmm. what the public would respond to. But we all, we live and work in Hollywood, so we all, we already There's know. There's always a little bit of yeah. suspicion like, in come the back. On. Like, is come this on. for some But again, PR you know, optics, I love but, Charlemagne. Yeah. I love Charlemagne, respect Charlemagne, and, you know, the very fact that he reached out to Wendy, that's a win. Yeah, it's a win, sure. and I, I wish the friendship all the best, I do. You know? <laughs> Have you guys ever fallen out with a friend, like, separated for, like, years sure. at a time and I then have. made your way back? Yeah. How yeah. did you, did you make the step, or did the friend make the step to I think back? it's just, like, like, I allow life to happen. Um, the first mm-hmm. step is just forgiveness for self. You know, I don't forgive for, sure. for the other person. I forgive for my peace of mind. Yeah. And then um, I vibrate on high frequencies as well. And then, you know, when it makes sense, it makes sense. I don't believe in forcing anything. Yeah. Uh, and that person, I think by the time we did have a conversation about the issue that was once upon a time, mm-hmm. we were in different places and much more mature and over it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I've, um, I've let some friendships go. Yeah, because by the time I let a friendship go, that means I've already tried everything. Yeah, to I've keep it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So Same. like, once I say it's a wrap, it's it's a wrap. Like mm-hmm. I can forgive you, love you from afar, want all the best with you, but I will not fucks with you. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. okay. It's ne- and it'll never be the same though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what that, I said. It, it, it's you you like, know how to deal with that person accordingly, and you know yeah. how to keep them at bay to protect yourself. Yeah, exactly. and I'm a loyal Leo. I will ride it out. Right. I will ride it out yeah, but Leo's once are, uh, are loyal. once it's over it's it's over you know what I mean love you your kids are cute you're doing great glad you got the promotion right. yeah, but, but you're not. you know in the T universe that's, yeah. nah, that's done for that's done for what do you guys think about the some people talk about like when you try to you know re 
acquaint yourself with a friend and things like that. How much of the old stuff, do you really need to go through all the old stuff, or is it better to just, it's in the past, me, me, and me you step right into yeah, I let what's it go. going on? I, I don't want to talk about it. Um, by that time, to me, it's 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 a done deal. I, I think what I do appreciate is some type of acknowledgement of an apology, though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If I feel wrong, I do want a man-to-man or a woman-to-man to just address that part. You know what okay. I'm saying? Um to to at least allow me to feel as though you've learned the lesson. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't like to just sweep it under the rug because then you still may have that same yeah. issue and yeah. that, that same toxic behavior that, you know, that will repeat history. Is it possible to continue with someone in a, some sort of positive relationship or what have you without an apology because maybe that person doesn't still feel like they were necessarily in the wrong or needing to apologize? Not for me. Yeah, that's very hard. I mean, unless there's money on the line. There you go. Unless it's business. business. That's the only thing. Because it's not personal. So you can do it for checks. Yeah, but but not not personally. And that's because you have to tolerate. I mean, we we all have to tolerate certain personality types in Mm -hmm. business, you know, when we go to work. And so that's when you become, you know, another personality um, that I have to tolerate in order for me to get done what I need to get done. Because nothing or no one stops my agenda. You understand? For sure. Fair enough. So, I concur. Yeah. Like, we can argue, we can fight, but at the end of the day, what is the business line, what's the bottom line, and what's the product? Are we moving brand or not moving brand? For sure. <laughs> I, I rock with that. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Right. Well, we wish Wendy and Charlemagne and DJ Booth and the whole party um, all the best because Wendy getting all kind of invitations now. She even talked about her uh, invitation from Bevy Smith. Bevy Smith. And Andre yeah. Leon Talley to a ball. And Norman, who is her like Hot Topics producer that's sometimes mm-hmm. on camera, was so excited to get an invitation to go to the party with them. And I was like, yo, you just made his whole life. That's so beautiful. He was so happy and excited. So y'all mm, enjoy y'all I wish weekend. she'd have made my whole life. <laughs> I wish she would have made my whole life one day. Well, speaking of making whole lives, y'all, my whole life got made this week when Miss Beyonce. Y'all, she came out with her homecoming documentary on Netflix. It came out at 3 in the morning. I go to sleep at 10 o'clock. I cannot wait up for that. (laughs) But I did wake up the next morning and watch it. People were online posting about them because it came out at 3 a.m. East Coast time, so it was midnight our time, so I'm young old. (laughs) I was still asleep. Um, But people were posting like they snacks and watching it and choreography all over Instagram of people watching the show and amazed and how excited they were for her. And then along with the uh, documentary, she dropped a 40-track album, the live album of the concert from, uh, for those of you that don't know, Coachella 2018, Beachella, like that's what this all was about. (laughs) Um, And uh, she actually did a a remake of Frankie Beverly and Maze's Mm. Before I Let Go, which is on the album. And she she revealed a few things about herself because, you know, B is a little guarded usually and not really given the details about her life, but a lot of people um, sort of felt connected to some of the behind-the-scenes footage about her uh, getting back in shape after having the twins. We got details about how sick she really was, like, Mm -hmm. leading up to the delivery of the twins. She had toxemia. She had all kinds of things going on with her body and working her way back from that. All of us that's trying to lose weight, me, myself included, really sympathized when she started talking about she couldn't eat nothing and how she was (laughs) hungry all the time. (laughs) I can't imagine putting together that level of a concert with no food in your body on a regular basis and still being, like, a a kind human being at all. Like, I don't know how she did that. But 
the world stopped. We watched it. We enjoyed it. What did y'all think? Were y'all excited? Were you surprised by the album? What happened? How you feel? You know, I, I like Beyonce. You know, I like Beyonce. I think that Beyonce. That does not sound super exciting. No, I mean, I'm just not like, she, you know, I'm not, not into like the. Beehive don't come for us in the comments. <laughs> no, okay. no, I said I like Beyonce. Of course. You understand? It's like, okay, I, you know, I'm not a, what do you call it, Beehive. Yeah, I'm yes. not like a worshiper of Beyonce. She's done some great music. She's a. Oh my God! I thought this Girl, was off. We had a day because my alarm just went off on my phone and I had it on silent. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's a long show. Stuff happens. She's an amazing. I mean, she gives an amazing show. She mm-hmm. gives an amazing show, and I love that she has come into her own as a woman. I love that she operates on her own terms. And this tribute to HBCUs. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm, I'm a graduate of the oldest HBCU. Like, That's come dope. on. Mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful for her evolution and that she is just, you know, bringing awareness to, you know, all that is thick and full about Black culture. You know, so I can't be. Yeah, cannot beat that with a bat at all. Like, all right. congratulations, Beyonce. I don't bow down because it's just not who you're. Not my <laughs> God, so I'm not bowing not down. Jesus. But. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Like, all the best. Her mother is amazing. I've had the opportunity to interview Tina a few times. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely, lovely lady. Beautiful family. Yeah, yeah you know. So, like, again, you know, like Beyonce and just want to see her just just keep going. Keep it going. Keep going. What did you think of the album, Sammy? I think she's amazing. Um, I'm not a part of Beehive either, but mm-hmm. I love Beyonce. I don't like her. I do love her. I think she's very, uh, she's the greatest, you know what I'm saying, to mm-hmm. do what she's been doing for this long Uh the in level this generation, of, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, and, and the level of excellence, you know, time and time again. I don't care how big the stage is; she shows up. Yeah. She, shows she shows up, up and, and that's not that's that's not yeah. an easy thing because every artist, every entertainer has like a bad night, an off night. They can't hit the notes. You know, yeah. what I mean, they can't hit the cadences. I've never seen her really off beat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I've never seen her not give her all. Uh, and I just I just respect excellence. She steps up to the plate every time, and then she's innovative. You know what I'm saying? You true. never really see her coming. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many times she surprises us, we're surprised. Uh, and that goes out to her team also. They, they move as a cohesive unit. Yeah. Um, they plan their work and they execute their plan flawlessly. And by the time it hits us, it, it really hits us. And the world stops every time. So salute to the queen. I, I love her too. She's Aww. a perfectionist. Yeah. She's yeah. In the, in she, the said, she said eight months she, of yeah. rehearsal. Like, yeah. like She's eight, a months eight months of for for that show for that show not like you know for no. a world tour nothing no, for that for show that sh- one two shows yeah two but shows. yeah but that's a lot of time and a lot of dedication and a lot of passion to 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 perfect your craft with two to, infants yes with children mm-hmm. and your ab muscles cut because yeah. mm-hmm. you had a season and, and, and coming and, out of a and, heartbreak and, and, yeah, or and you're, trying to yeah, like and you're a wife and yeah, going through to, the healing process of, of that yeah so you have to respect the level of focus that she has and um, it's unmatched to me like you said of this generation no disrespect yeah. to those who paved the way before her but of, of this generation I don't see anybody doing it yeah. like Beyonce does it nobody does it like Beyonce right now uh-huh. no, no argument no argument here for it was so much black girl wonderfulness like little was out over the weekend and it's interesting because i took my uh, 13 year old goddaughter to mm. see it how was that it was great granted i'm a film critic i can go into film criticism yeah, yeah. of that but yeah. that's not what it's about for me like sitting in that movie and watching because we always talk about we want to see more of us like mm-hmm. we just want to see more of us mm-hmm. and we don't i don't think that we really think about what that really needs to mean all the time because we're like okay they put a black person in that oh they put Mm. a black person in that great like we finally are seeing ourselves but seeing ourselves and like how we talk 
how we talk about things, like little mm-hmm. address that, like, and I've kind of seen it already before, obviously, because we've got some great uh, black creators, especially right. in film and TV right now, and things going on. But just to kind of d- simple things that are small jokes, like talking about why that's the stuff white people do, and white people like the, just jokes that we all have heard yeah. or said to each other in passing. Sitting in a movie theater with a thirteen-year-old brown girl. Knowing that she gets to see that as uh, totally normal and right. feeling and being surrounded by yeah. white people because we was in Huntington Beach, like <laughs> surrounded by white people, also enjoying and me almost clinching a little bit, like oh, she said about yeah, the yeah. white people, like we don't usually do <laughs> that, right, right, but you don't. And I've grown up and watching film wow. and loving film and grew up watching old stuff since the yeah. golden age of Hollywood, like. It was just so remarkable to like have that moment and be like, yo, she gets to see that. That's amazing. I mean, she gets to see Beyonce living her fullness yeah, yeah, of her blackness yeah, yeah. unapologetically and really clearly putting it out there that this is black folks and this is dope and we don't care what you got to say about yeah, it we type are of situation. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's kind of amazing to be in this space right now. And to, I love it. It's a great time. I'm definitely excited. You know, like I said a few weeks ago, like the patina is wide open. If you want it, get it, mm-hmm. take it, create it. I mean, there are people who are just waiting, you know, to invest and help you, you know, uh, manifest whatever it is that you're trying to do. Just put it out there. Keep working. Never give up. Don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Won't do stop. It. Yeah. Oh, right. That's yeah. the best way to do it. Can't you gotta stop, keep going. Won't stop. All right. You know? Speaking of can't stop and it won't stop, and y'all, Mr. Sammy here yes. has been going and going for 20 years. years. Twenty years strong. Twenty years strong. That may I'll be like, oh my god, I remember when your first song yeah, came out. Nineteen ninety nine. God. In high crazy. school, like, oh, he's so cute, and Thank like. You. You stuck in it, and you hammered out. You've been hammering out music for you know yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Like, and but now you are here, and you are here specifically because you got some new stuff going on. Yeah. And we want to talk about. Uh, for first, you had the single out times ten times ten featuring Little Baby came Little out in Baby. January. Yes, going stream crazy. Thank y'all for supporting. It. Yes, it is, and it is yeah. going stream crazy for real good reason, y'all. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, Sammy's all grown up. Very much so. Okay, so why don't you talk a little bit about your inspiration for this project and how you got here and yeah. tell us because we can't, y'all. We can't show y'all what's on the stream. Yeah. With the times ten, yeah. but we encourage you to go look at it. It's a little sensual visual it to a it. Bit. Um, that record, I just wanted to show my sensual side. I've always been like, uh, of course, when I was twelve, I was talking about puppy love, and yes. then uh, when I returned back to the industry after high school, it was like the high school sweetheart love. I'm 32 now, so I've experienced um, some heartbreaks. I've caused mm-hmm. some heartbreaks. I've been the demise of a relationship. I've had my heart broken. Uh, but the only thing that matters to me is love. So when I created this album, it's entitled Everlasting. And the title derives from a conversation I had with my mom when I was like 17. And that's when oh, I first wow. started dating. Yeah, so 14 years ago, I was like, Mom, I like this girl. I want permission to, you know. And she said, um, every good relationship, every bad relationship, um, every one-night stand or fling will have an everlasting effect on the man I ultimately become. That's all she said to me. And, uh, Go mom. Yeah, wow. so so 14 years later, you know, when it was time to create this album, um, everything I wrote about, it wasn't about a specific woman per se. It was about all these different experiences I've had in my 14 years of dating and trial and error of trying to be a kingdom man, of trying to master the art of being monogamy, uh, monogamous in a relationship, mm. um, having to address myself why I used to cheat and... Uh, did I need some validation of some sort, or was I just greedy, or you know, 
in learning myself spiritually also because I do come from a Christian home. Mm. So, you know, certain things don't sit right with my spirit when I fall short of the way I was brought up. So I just wanted to be transparent and honest. Uh, a lot of females like that follow me on social media, they think I'm perfect, and I don't like that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like for people to know that I'm flawed, uh, that you can have, like, an ugly story, an ugly side, or some <laughs> darkness about yourself but still come out beautiful. Well, as you said today, mm. like, end up in the light. And I'm in the light now. So um, that's what Everlasting is about. It's just like me telling on myself the good, the bad, the happy, and the sad. And everyone can relate to that. I I feel like an auntie like, yes, baby, yes. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, so it's it's a very transparent album. And um, the feedback, it came out on my birthday, March 1st. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... I've created a lot of music in 20 years, but this is like my baby. And I think it's because I'm so seasoned, I'm so poised, and I'm so confident in all realms of myself. Mm-hmm. And I understand what the people need from me. And I'm able to, like, deliver it effortlessly. And it's it's been amazing feedback. What kept you going for 20 years, like, in this industry that obviously is n- no easy no, it's not, not, <laughs> situation not at, at all. all? Like, yeah, uh, what kept you going and wanting to first, more? God mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had, I had the vision young, though, you know, uh, at eight, I knew I wanted to sing professionally. At okay. 11 and 10, or 10 and 11, I, I performed actually at the Apollo Theater in New York City. And that's how I got discovered by Joyce Irby, uh, one of the lead singers from the 70s group Climax. She mm-hmm. took me to Dallas oh, Austin. Climax, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I got my deal out here with Capitol Records. Mm-hmm. So when you take a kid from like the hood of Miami and then give him a deal, and I saw my mom's house go from this house in the ghetto to a nice house. I saw the Lincoln Tower car go to a nice SUV, and I was able to understand that I can sing my way out of the hood and sing Mm. my family out of, like, I wouldn't say poverty. My mom hustled, so we never was, like, without, but I I was able to give her an abundance. Um, That was a good feeling. And then just seeing that everyone speaks music. I don't care, like, what your religious background is, your ethnic background. It's some type of genre of music you listen to. God has gifted me with, like, the ultimate gift to make people feel a way. And that's something that I honor most uh, about my occupation. Well, I don't even like to say that because it's not like a job. I love to do what I'm doing. So just, just that. And then I just have this drive in myself where I don't care what I go through, how many loops and turns or detours, I'm gonna make it through. And this yeah. this this industry is not designed for me to be able to be a child star, then a teenage heartthrob, and then thriving at 32. That's amazing. So I like that I'm able to overcome the odds. Mm-hmm. And, Your and gift has made room for you. Very much Your so. Your gift has made room for you. Very much so. Talk to me a little bit about the first time like you fell in love and, you know, what resonated with you and, you know... Was it an emotion you were able to handle? Because not, no, not the first a lot time. of men can't handle the idea that they are, in fact, in Yeah, love. not the first time. I, I epically failed that relationship, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't say that, like, proudly. You know, I was 24, though, and I knew that it was different because she made me slow down. She made me immediately mm-hmm. stop doing everything I was doing uh, prior to her. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem for me at that time was I didn't know myself. So when you don't know who you are, it's impossible to mesh with another spirit, another person that's brought up differently. And meshing with a woman, period. Women and men are just totally different. We're genuinely from different planets. We're made up genetically differently. Uh, we run off of pride and, and ego. You all are just made to love where men have to learn women to love. Run, women run off of pride. Yeah, but... but we run off of pride. This one over here runs off well, of pride. You're, you're, you're a lion, though. Or lioness. Lion. You know what I'm saying? I, I my, my first love was a Leo, August 10th. So... 
I know. Yeah. Um, it's a very it's different. A, you, you can, you can, right. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. I'm real calm. <laughs> right, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so um, I wasn't ready, you know. I wasn't ready to fully commit. I wasn't ready to uh, put my selfish ways away, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I've learned that timing is everything. Like, I didn't become this guy until three years ago. Something happened at 29 where I woke up and I was just tired of being tired. I was tired of myself. Mm-hmm. I was tired of hurting people. I was tired of being hurt. I was tired of living in my karma that I knew I, you know, sold out there into the universe. Mm-hmm. Karma, wow. That's an interesting thing Wow. There. Yeah. But were you, how were you able to translate that comfortably into your art? Because everybody isn't able to do that effectively. Me, yeah, well, music is my therapy. So, like, I don't want to sound selfish in my creative process, but a lot of times I find myself creating music for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't subliminally post things on social media about my love life. But in my music, I'll give you the exact details on how it went. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's because I share so much of myself with the world for so long that I try to keep my love life to myself. I don't really like to try to post my girl because now I'm welcoming girls that don't want to see yeah. me wiped up in her DMs or the guys that she's curved. just brings in negative energy but music is my freedom like my my sanctuary it's my it's therapy and i understand that if i feel this way then there's a multitude of of people out there that also uh may resonate with this this content Mm -hmm. and every time i release it so many people i've had women hit me like thank you for that apology i never got from my ex wow you know what i mean it's a healing thing it's a healing thing so uh I'm, i'm grateful for the gift of song and i'm grateful to be brutally honest about my flaws and all, mm-hmm. and they still embrace me. For sure. You no, know what? Go oh, no, go I, ahead. I have another question. <laughs> Do you want to be in love again like you were at 24? Do you feel like it's necessary to experience that kind of... Well, let, let me say this. I know what I felt when I was in love. Mm-hmm. I never want to feel like that again. But mm-hmm. I could still love. Because it didn't end the way you thought it would? Not because... It, not because... It, because I don't like feeling that exposed. You don't like to be that vulnerable. I yeah, I just felt like my whole skin was off. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I love not it. so much. I love that's good. I love it. Yeah, you no. see, that's still the hurt and the healing in my opinion that you need to go through because um is it Sammy? Yeah, it's just my, <laughs> like my, my little brief. My, my, my little brief two cents. It sounds like you're still a little hurt by that, and that's nothing wrong with it. But it, you're shying away from it by trying to put on your skin. Let the skin out. Like take the skin off and, and be open you can and be, be vulnerable. Trans- like I believe in being vulnerable. I have nothing wrong with being vulnerable. But I do remember like what it was like for me, like being really ridiculously like in love. And love when you're in a long term relationship, mm-hmm. it has phases. Yeah, it's a roller coaster phases and so you know I want to love and I want to be able to respect the person that I'm with Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I necessarily need to feel those like crazy crazy I I do I need that I need that that. my happy my happy ending is is that with somebody feeling all of it yeah and going through all of it and knowing you're coming out on the other side together okay it's official then I'm jaded because I don't want that that anymore that's what it is you (laughs) still just need to heal because uh, apparently like so people that the the you're relating love into a negative thing actually which shows that you've been hurt to some degree we all have but love is patient love is kind love is pure love is slow to anger right. love and is I can understanding. do all of that yeah, I but can do it's all not, of that when it's two I can people, bring him a slippers yeah, I can make the bath water yes, but I you're scared that he's not going to hold you I can do all of that yeah you you're still, still want to have these self. layers and these barriers that, that he has to like 
navigate through, and it's not supposed to be that way. If you mm. love somebody unconditionally, then you're open. You're naked. Yeah, we single, don't have to start love line with uh, Sammy up in Black Hollywood Live. <laughs> <laughs> just and have all y'all calling in for the yeah. counseling. <laughs> but I just want to go back a little bit too, because uh, there was uh, you shared some uh, songwriting mm-hmm. on your Instagram and sort of uh, for the I think it was a the 2017 LP. Uh-huh. And uh, you've—it's interesting to me because you've been in the business before. I would say with like cassette tapes when was a tapes thing. was still a thing, and, and you and moved and through this. Now we're streaming. Yeah. Straight. How has that affected how you work, and how d- do you feel like it's better now the way things uh-huh. are? Because people are always talking about how oh everything is so different, and it's, the industry is so different. I, I I believe in the idiom evolve or evaporate. So I'm not a dinosaur. I'm not a fossil. It's it's a new day. You have a phone. You have a platform. You mm-hmm. have social media. You have direct access to your crowd. In two years, it's two years time since I reemerged in the mainstream. I've garnered five hundred thousand followers organically. Wow. That, that's me betting on myself. That's me sharing myself. That's me leaving little snippets of me singing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I do. I create art and I give it to the people. So I love how it is. Now I don't. I don't. My, my life and my career is not contingent on. The, the label, the machine, the button. True. Isn't that the mean? beauty of all yeah, this? Yeah, I don't, I don't like My that because, because they make you dress how they want you to dress, talk how, like, how, how they feel you should talk, put out the song they want, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? All the, these political things that I don't like to play. Yeah. Yep. And then when it doesn't go the way they thought, they don't they, take accountability. You know, they like drop you, you yeah. they put you in the freezer, and they go try to find another you, mm-hmm. as though I'm just so, like, yeah. disposable. Yeah. So now that, you know, we have direct access and we have these streaming uh, formats, you can't stop me. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, nobody can stop me because that. I can make myself ahead, relevant Sammy. when I feel like it. I just mm-hmm. have to pick my phone up and give a little piece of myself, and it'll do what it's going to do. Okay. So. And what do you say to all of us, myself slightly included, um, about the, the state of R&B yeah. in the music industry right now with people like Jacquees running around talking about he's king of R&B uh. and whatnot? <laughs> because you obviously come from... Yeah, the a traditional different space era. in the tradition, mm-hmm. and I would argue one of the well, best about, eras. Thank which you was the 90s. Uh, about about that statement. I'm glad that he's confident in himself, um, and I, <laughs> I I I don't think he's the king of R and B at all. But uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah and and I think he sees that the world doesn't see him that way yet. Like yes. he can, he has a lot of work that he still just has to do before. And I, I don't believe in self proclaiming that. Like people yeah. should put people you put on the throne. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that it started an amazing conversation piece again about R and B which has been a struggling, dying, quote-unquote, genre for the last 10, 15 years. How is that possible? I, Everybody yeah, has sex. Get that. Like, what happened? Tell uh, me Everybody has sex, Courtney. <laughs> I think I, I, just, I, was, I was talking um, to a rep the other day, and I think auto-tune messed R&B up, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, our auto-tune is, first of all, it's robotic, and robots lack, what, feeling. They don't have a spirit. So you don't have people singing to you. Again, I'm from the church. I have to sing these notes to make women, like, feel away. I know how to make you feel sexy. If I hit this falsetto note, if I hit this riff, you might get a chill. Like, that's a feeling. That's a vibe. Yeah, just, I just got to chill. I was just going to say, I just got feel. one. Right? I just got to chill in the film. Just, just talking about falsetto but, and, and yeah, riff. But you don't get that with auto-tune. That's one, right? Mm-hmm. And now you've given rappers who've always wanted to sing their entire lives the ability <laughs> to be us. <laughs> Future is going to feature Young Thug instead of getting Future or Sammy or Future and Trey or Future and Chris. They're going to get each other because they just press this button and they all hold a note now. Mm -hmm. So their content has always been talking about bitches and hoes and um, 
cars and money, right? Yeah. Don't and forget hip- the boats. Yeah, and hip-hop <laughs> is the most dominant genre in the music industry. That's true. So now it tricks some of my R&B peers to feel like, oh, let me turn on the auto-tune and let me stop talking about sex in a in a, in a seductive way, in a mm-hmm. sensual way, in a passionate way. Uh, let me talk about money. Let me talk about cars. So now, if you listen to the radio, it's just one long rap song. Yeah, it is. Because of auto-tune. No, there's no rapper that's rapping without melody. None. Right, guys. You know what I mean? So I think once auto-tune became okay, it just messed up a lot of my R&B peers to go create. They felt compelled to create things that was working for a Drake or a, a Young Thug or, mm-hmm. you know, Lil Baby. And it's an endless cycle of it. However, I do think now people want substance back. They want real back. We've had enough mm-hmm. of the microwave music. Yeah. We want some soul food again. That's all and, across uh, the board. Yeah, that's, that's why I was able to, like, sneak back in because mm-hmm. I always stay true. To genuine R and B, like like I'm the middle child. I grew up. You did on not it. sneak back in. I snuck back in. <laughs> you did oh, not sneak back in. Out. Yeah, it was deliberate and strategic, yeah. and it was on time. Perfectly, you are right on yeah. time. Divinely, uh, yeah, Divinely orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, I think we're in a good place now because you do have a lot of good R and B. LMA success is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tank having his first number one platinum single in his career. He's been in it 19 years, but That's he never had one of his own yeah. until When We. What do you think about Tyrese playing Teddy Pendergrass? I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm, like, I'm excited. Uh, I, and then he uh, put up a clip and he was singing a Teddy's uh, record and he kind of mm-hmm. actually can go there tone-wise. So I think he's going to do an awesome job. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyrese is a phenomenal actor to me. So as long as he owns it. Uh, and, I, and I'm happy, you know, he went through a, like a rough patch. And I'm I looked happy at that, your beard and I'm like, I see Teddy Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that he's going to do awesome in that role. Awesome. Wow. And, and I'm glad Hollywood gave him that platform. You know what I mean? Love Tyrese. Yeah, it's a moment of redemption to me. A lot of people would try to write him off when he, you know, was going through whatever it is he was going through. Because he was, you know, he was saying some stuff. Yeah, he was confused. So I'm happy that he has this moment. Everybody can come back. Look at Tiger Woods. For sure. Shout out to Tiger Woods. Yeah, that was another celebratory brown moment of the week. We out here shining. I know, shining huge. So where do we see Sammy going from here? Where can the fans find all things Sammy? Well, today, as of three hours ago, tickets are on sale. Sammy always com the everlasting tour I go on tour in June right. um, and it's the feedback from that has been awesome because I wasn't on the Millennium Tour yeah I was my, about to slip uh, that in <laughs> why y'all mess that up yeah uh, but shout out to my brother Lloyd for giving me a moment though no, um, he brought me out on his set in Atlanta 22,000 people went crazy yes. so I got to leave my mark in history and show him like I was could, I, was I could, part of I could that do movement. this every yeah. night, you know what I'm saying, if I wanted to. So I'm going on tour in June of my own, awesome. which is dope. Uh, I'm releasing my second visual off my album, Face to Face, uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon uh, mm. on the East Coast on Vivo. It's called Face to Face. And then now that the music is back flourishing without me like having to force it on people, I just want to tackle different things. I want to do a little modeling. I want to do some acting. I want my own podcast. Ooh, uh, nice. I'm telling you, love quotes from <laughs> Sammy, y'all. I want to write a book. I want to be an author. Um, I think it's time for my generation to have that next Diddy, to have that next Jay-Z. For sure. Um, and I'm not trying to be them at all, but I'm inspired no. by those fellas mm-hmm. and those brothers. So I want to do that. I think I embody everything it is to have multiple streams of revenue, revenue coming. There we go. And create generational wealth and then inv- in- inspire 
young brothers who who want to come up in this industry uh, to say, oh, I could do what Sammy's doing. I'm always here for partnership, Sammy. I'm always here for partnership. Always if you ever need, absolutely. You need a co-host, what do you need? Absolutely. I'm here for you, for sure. Yep. And the, the last question that I'm, I'm going to just throw out there, just because, you know, we talk about love and yeah. relationships. Pretty too cute. we see Sammy get married in the future? That's, that's in my plans, yeah. yeah. I'm newly dating. I'm like five months in. Okay. Uh, Enjoying loving her in private, learning her in private, and vice versa. Uh, somebody I really care about. And then, like I said, that's my happy ending. You know, it's not about money and fame. Those things come and go. Um, mm, I think love say that again. It comes forever. and goes, yeah. yeah. So so I'm looking forward to being naked and vulnerable and skin off with my equal. Mm. Yeah, I just... Oh wow! My God. Oh my goodness, that was so beautiful. And I want a tribe too. I want some kids. So. He want a family, y'all. Yeah. I family. love it. You don't have a whole, and then they gonna be singing too. Cause yeah. they inherit all that wonderfulness. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, all right, remind the people awesome. again. Where are you at? All over social media. Yeah, my IG, uh, my Twitter, my website is all cohesive. It's Sammy Always, S A M M I E A L W A Y S, and then my Facebook and my Snapchat is Sammy Lee Bush. And make sure y'all get these tickets for this tour, man. That's uh, really, like, what I'm pushing right now. Check it I'm out. excited. Nice. Make sure y'all check it out. Sammy and make sure y'all check com. out these visuals online. That's right. Vivo. They, you're going to get your life for <laughs> a whole good time. That's love. Thank y'all for having <laughs> wow. me, too. Thank you so much for coming it. in. We appreciate you're you. Awesome. All right. Tanisha, awesome. where are you going to be at, girl? You guys can find me on Twitter. Unlike Sammy, all my stuff is not <laughs> cohesive. <laughs> my Twitter is Tanisha underscore Grant. My Instagram is Tanisha Laverne Grant. And all three names, you know what I say. If you can say Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker, Parker you, you can, can say, say Tanisha Laverne Grant. You can that. catch me <laughs> on the red carpet for the world premiere of this brand new film called The Intruder, which uh, stars Dennis Quaid, yes. Michael Ely, Supporting. and Megan, Megan Good. Good. So make sure you guys, you know, tune in. Tune into my social media and blackinamerica.com where my blog is. Support it all, y'all. Love on this black excellence that's all up in this room. You can find me everywhere, all over the platforms at Stuart Starlet. Make sure you follow us here at BHL Online. Check us out. Make sure you subscribe into our YouTubes. Make sure you in the comments. Y'all have been giving us some great comments and enjoying the conversation a lot. Keep telling us. Keep sharing with us. And we appreciate your time and appreciate you and your love. And make sure you guys have a wonderful Holy Week if it's your Holy Week. (laughs) And if it's not, just have a wonderful weekend. We'll see y'all next week. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.